This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 1980. Avoid getting lost in English with today's vocabulary. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, downloaded more than 200 million times. Are you feeling stuck with your English? We'll show you how to become fearless and fluent by focusing on connection, not perfection with your American host, Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz, and Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, coming to you from Arizona and Colorado, USA. And to get your transcripts delivered by email every week, go to allearsenglish.com forward slash subscribe. In today's episode, we touch on the survival story of Jonathan Acosta, where he got stranded in the Amazon for 31 days. Survival stories and talking about survival movies are a great connection opportunity. Today, get three vocabulary words to reflect back your thoughts on someone's survival story in English. This podcast is sponsored by Indeed. As a business owner myself, I've learned that the most important key to success is having a great team, but it can be time consuming reading through tons of resumes. Need to hire a great candidate at your company? Why not eliminate the busy work? Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so that you can connect with candidates faster. Just in the minute that I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. So join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash A-E-E. Just go to Indeed.com slash A-E-E right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. I-N-D-E-E-D dot com slash A-E-E. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, Aubrey, how's everything going today? Excellent. I've been having a great morning, actually. I I don't know. Do you ever just like wake up in a really great mood? Yeah, <laughs> Some for days are better sure. than others. Today was really good. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, I def- it definitely happens to me. Sunshine really helps. Oh, yeah. For Is sure. it a sunny day today? Actually, it's not. So that's okay, funny. It's so a little just, bit, a little yeah. cloudier, <laughs> which is a good thing in Arizona because it's always sunny, right? I love a yeah. cloudy day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I that's have a awesome. question for you here, Lindsay. This is going to be so interesting today, but yes. I'm wondering, have you ever been lost? Oh, uh, I'm trying to think. No, nothing I can really thing. think of right now. Um, I guess there's been like a few like things where I thought maybe I was lost and I wasn't. Mm. What about you? It sounds like you have a story. Oh, yeah. Just briefly, I was. I was hiking by myself, actually, which is probably never oh, wise, but a slot no. canyon near Moab. Oh, and I thought it was about a two mile loop. And I hiked and I was I had hiked about seven miles. And after about two or three miles, I started really being worried because it, it was supposed to loop back to the trailhead. Turned out I just didn't realize it's actually an eight mile loop. So I wasn't really lost. I was on the trail, but I thought I was for a few miles, which was very scary. And even very though, I, you know, it was only about an hour. I can't imagine being lost for days, especially for days. In, 
you know, an unfamiliar area. We are excited to get into this, this, um, Jonathan Acostos, his name recently was featured in the news. He was lost in the Amazon jungle and survived 31 days. He's from Bolivia. I loved the story. I'm so amazed, but also kind of horrified to think about what it would be like to go through that. Yeah, I love survival stories. Well, obviously, especially when they end in a good way. Absolutely. Um, I think it taps into a lot of human emotions. Um, Aubrey, I hope you don't go hiking in Moab by yourself anymore. It really reminds made me think of the movie with James Franco, where he oh, ended up no. like cutting off his arm. Do you remember? Like he went to hours, Moab. I think. Yes. Yeah, I think it was in Utah somewhere. He went mountain biking, crazy dude, like I can do anything. And then he falls into a canyon and gets stuck there. And mm. he's there for like a week. <laughs> and he has to cut off his arm to get out of the canyon. It's crazy. So right. please Moral don't hike alone. Story, don't hike alone, guys. No, I know. I think that's the only time I ever did because I like woke up early. Everyone was still asleep and we had um, gone to these slot canyons the day before and my little twins were babies and had fallen asleep in the car. So everyone hiked the slot canyon, but me, I had to stay behind with the babies. Yeah. So I felt like, oh, they all did this hike. It was safe. It was pretty easy. And and I (laughs) thought it was like about two miles because it didn't take them very long. Turned out they just sort of went in and came back. They didn't do the whole loop. So anyway, it it felt safe because I, you know, I was a little familiar, but still, it's yes. still not a good idea. Don't hike oh. alone. That's our oh PSA. My gosh. All right. That's our PSA, our public service announcement. Well, let's get into this story more. So this yeah. guy was hiking in the Bolivian jungle, right close to the Amazon, or the, essentially it, it is the Amazon. I've been yeah. to that part of Bolivia before, actually. And it is awesome. technically, I think, in the Amazon or right on the border of it. That's what um, it was reported as it said, lost in the Amazon jungle, which mm-hmm. I I haven't been there myself, but I've seen quite a few films that feature that area. And it seems like it'd probably be the scariest place, just the all of the animals and snakes and everything oh that could God. potentially happen, I would be thinking of the whole time. Yeah, the Amazon is probably one of the wildest parts of the whole world. Yeah. And being by yourself, we don't know what kind of survival skills he had. So give us a little more detail. How did he get separated? What happened? What? How did he yeah, end up on his so yeah. this is very breaking news right now. So we record a little bit in advance. Um, police are certainly are currently sort of investigating, talking because he was separated from four friends when they were out hunting in northern Bolivia. Mm-hmm. And so we don't have a lot of details yet. I'm wondering how much will come up. You know, you guys listening might want to look into it because I think that more and more will come out to find out sort of details about that. So he did have a gun with him, but he had very limited ammunition and he ended Mm -hmm. up having to use his last bullet to scare away a group of peccaries, which I hadn't heard of this animal. Sounds Mm -hmm. like a javelina here in Arizona, a pig-like mammal. But when Mm -hmm. there's a a group of them, of course, that's deadly. Oh, scary. I think I, yeah, it's like a wild hog or something, I think. Right. Yeah. That's uh, what it sounds terrifying. Like. And jaguars. Jeez, that yes. seems like the stuff of <gasps> movies to me, Imagine doesn't it? Imagine being stalked by a jaguar. but he survived 31 days i am so inspired by this story he ate worms and insects he collected rainwater in his shoes so he clearly had good survival instincts possibly some training i don't know if i could survive 31 days alone in the amazon i'd like to believe i could but it's doubtful there's no way I would survive. I have zero survival skills. Like I would, I would die the first day or two. I would be out for the count. Right. Yeah. I loved that he um, was very emotional about the fact that people continued to search for him 
for this length of time, right? He was found by a group of friends and locals that were still searching after 31 days. He heard them and started yelling and running toward them. And this Mm -hmm. is how he was rescued. And if people hadn't continued, had given up, hadn't continued, he likely would not have survived. Oh, thank God. Thank God. Okay. So in today's episode, you know, we're pulling in a current event that's interesting and everyone is going to take it. Well, I think it's human nature to care about survival, right? When we're in those moments, we do everything we possibly can to survive. It's like something that kicks in to the human brain. And so when we hear these stories, it's almost like we're transported to being that person being chased by a jaguar, right? There's something we really connect with this guy. Absolutely right. Our adrenaline starts to to increase. Our heart races a little bit imagining because we have that human connection, right? The solidarity exactly. of knowing we potentially could be in his shoes. We could be in that same position. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I've seen a lot of documentaries of Everest. I watch these. I don't know why. I'm just fascinated mm. by survival documentaries, right? Where like, especially adventure travel and adventure sports like hiking, you know, a places in yeah Asia yes. there's lots of stuff have you have you read that book about um Everest what is that <sighs> by John Krakauer it's a really good yes, story it, they made it into a air? film as well yeah. right I haven't read yeah. the book but I did see the film That's and it was one. I I feel like they I know why you are attracted to those stories right because not yeah. only is there the sort of fear and excitement adrenaline but also it's very um motivating to be inspired by what someone else is able to survive. Yeah. And you have, you get kind of a glimpse into what you could do or what this person, it's it's a story of yeah human triumph. Exactly. So I would imagine our listeners might want to watch documentaries like this or talk about this story in English. Absolutely. Right. Yes. Right. If you see something like this in the news, just like Lindsay and I did, it's so interesting to talk about. Right. You say, did you hear about the guy who got lost in the Amazon jungle and survived for 31 days? That's the best kind of conversation. Like, how interesting is that to to chat about and and to be inspired by? Yeah, I love it. So today we're going to share we're going to share some idioms that our listeners can deploy in these conversations. Yeah, exactly. Right. If you have that conversation with someone, there are some great idioms in English about being in a very difficult situation or making the best of a tough situation. And you'll want to use these idioms to make the conversation that much more interesting. Yeah, let's get into it. So the first one is one that I feel like is I feel like this expression has been around forever. It just feels very classic. Right. And the expression is in dire straits to be in to be in dire straits, right? The to be verb here, yep. guys. It means really just to be in serious trouble, trouble or having a major difficulty, right? Exactly, right? We'll give you a couple example sentences. For example, when I forgot to bring water on the hike, I realized I was in dire straits. Right? Oh my gosh. I was in trouble. I was in a difficult situation. Yeah. And I hope you didn't also forget to bring water on that hike in Moab. (laughs) Luckily not. In Arizona, we're pretty good about like, you have to have water. There people have actually perished from not having enough water on a hike in the desert. Oh my gosh. Places in the West, it's no joke. On the East Coast, you leave your water at home, you'll probably be okay. But in the West, I mean, the sun is incredible. Yeah, right. There's you might water. get Giardia, but you <laughs> right. won't die of thirst. But at least, yeah, <laughs> you might die of Giardia, but... <laughs> right. Yeah. Which is um, worse. I don't know. Anyways. All right. So here's another sample sentence. I feel like I'm in dire straits because I've been assigned a project at work that I don't feel qualified for. Yeah. So what what's the threshold in your mind, Aubrey, for using this expression? Yeah. So like how serious be... does the situation have to be? 
Mm-hmm. Um, it, it definitely needs to be an actual like difficulty or struggle. It can't be like, oh, I'm in dire straits. I forgot my um, phone, but I went and got it, right? It's something that's not a big deal. But yeah. I do feel like there are times at work where I feel like I'm in over my head, right? Mm-hmm. I And mm-hmm. then I think this would be appropriate to be like, I'm kind of in dire straits. I'm <laughs> stuck in this situation. Right. I, I don't, I feel like I've been assigned something I don't feel qualified for. I'm not sure what to do. That mm-hmm. can definitely qualify. But sure. you're right. It needs to be a pretty serious situation. It, it's um, not something we use to like make light of something. Right. So pretty serious, either like you're physically in trouble or like you said, you're concerned because you're worried that, you know, your reputation at work is in is in danger or something like that. Right. Exactly. Yes. So what's number two? Okay, so this one is to be at one's wits end. Right. I'm at my wits end, which is that you're worried or confused or annoyed. And so you don't know what to do next. Um, yeah. So let's share this. I use this a lot. I'm at my wits end with my children a lot. I think is when I say that. <laughs> I bet. So maybe that's annoyed, right? Or just sort uh-huh. of like, oh, right. And worried. You're, yeah, it could be worried, worried or annoyed. I think both. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it depends yeah, yeah. on the context because we do use it for both. Okay, I love that. At one's, I like how these phrases are kind of classic sounding today, right? They're yes. classic. Um, or one of the members of my team. So this is at work. One of the members of my team isn't pulling their weight. I'm at my wits end, right? So nice. And I love that um, bonus, pulling their weight, right? Meaning they're not mm-hmm. accomplishing what they're assigned. They're not doing their fair share to say someone isn't pulling their weight. I'm at my wits end, meaning, and that could be both, right? I'm worried about the outcome. I'm frustrated by this team yeah. teammate. Yeah. And it's important to note here with wits end, it's the end of something. So with the team thing, you really wouldn't use this on the first day of the team meeting when you've just been assigned to that team. <laughs> it doesn't make right. any sense. Exactly. Maybe you'd be then we'd say maybe I'm frustrated. Months. I'm frustrated. It has to really be, it's quite a, a we're not going to say a certain amount of time, but it has to feel like it's been going on for a while, I think. Yeah, I can see that. And But we do use it. Here's another example. When I was hiking, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I might say I wandered off, I wandered off the trail right. and I was at my wits end when I couldn't find it. And yeah. that just means like I was really extremely worried pretty quickly, right? You wander off the pretty, trail for mm-hmm. a good, you know, a few minutes. I think you could say like, oh, I'm at my wits end. And yeah. so that's a good point though. You wouldn't, if you're a little frustrated with something at the beginning, we wouldn't say this. It needs yeah. to be like, oh, I'm really worried or I'm really frustrated yeah. because this has been an issue for a little while. Right. It has to match the seriousness of the situation. Your situation hiking was serious because like you were in danger being lost potentially, right? So that yeah, as soon as you're really worried, mm-hmm. oh, you're at your wits end. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So that's a good example. All right. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, Aubrey, we have a third and I like this one. What is yes. it? 
tough it out, which I can definitely imagine Jonathan, right, who's in the news, this man from Bolivia, this is what he did, right? He, for 31 days, he toughed it out. This is to deal with a difficult situation without becoming less certain of your goal or plan. Mm -hmm. And I guess, you know, hopefully, hopefully he believed that he was going to survive, be rescued. Either way, you're toughing it out if you're not giving up. Yeah, you have to keep your belief, right? You can't give up. You really can't give up. Wow. Mm-hmm. So here's some sample sentences. Our tent started leaking when it rained, but we toughed it out all night. So what does that mean? So you just kind yeah. of slept in the water. <laughs> yep. You're like, there's nowhere else we can go. We're not going to hike yeah. out in the night. It's right. This has happened to me before where we're in a tent and it's <sighs> leaking on us. So we just kind of move our sleeping bags to the edge <laughs> to try not to be dripped on. And you just yeah. tough it out. Like that you just sleep worst. with the water coming in. There's nothing yeah. else you can do. Yeah, that's the worst. I know. Any other samples? And then you can say, unfortunately, we're on a very tight budget for this project, but we're just going to have to tough it out. Right. Mm -hmm. So that might mean like our budget is not what we would like, but we're just going to make the best of the situation and tough it out. Yeah. So as you guys can see in this episode, we've had examples for the business world and for just your world, your social life outside of work. So all these phrases do work in both places, right, Aubrey? Absolutely. We use them in business English. We also use them with just friends and family, talking about hiking, getting lost, right? They're applicable for both, absolutely. Okay, let's do a role play. So here, you and I are discussing a challenge that I recently faced. Here we go. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. I missed a flight coming home yesterday and there were no other available flights. I was at my wit's end. Oh, no. What did you do? It sounds like you were really in dire straits. Yep. To make matters worse, there were no hotels available. So I had to tough it out and sleep at the airport. Oof. Oh, rough. Uh, (laughs) It sounds like this past holiday season when I was trying to get back. Oh, man. Did you have to sleep in the airport? Mm, I've never had to do that. I've never had to do that. So, but we had flights canceled three, four, five times, (sighs) delays up to eight hours at a time. I I feel like this happens a lot around the holidays, right? And it could be that staff has requested time off and not been allowed it. So they call in sick and they're just super short staffed. Yeah, I think I think Southwest had like a disaster with their computer system is what happened there. Gotcha. That'll do it too. (laughs) They didn't keep their infrastructure up to date. So now they have to update that stuff. Yeah, for sure. Well, let's go through this. So you first used I was at my wits end. Mm -hmm. And this is applicable here, right? If you get a flight canceled, you're trying to get home for, you know, a holiday, important time or work. And there are no other other flights. I would be at my wits end. Oh my gosh, so many people this past holiday literally yeah. missed Christmas entirely. Yes. Like they didn't, they had to go home. Like they went to the airport trying to get somewhere for for the holiday and ended up just going back home after waiting in the airport for a couple of days. I mean, that it was happened serious. to my neighbors. They went to yes. Florida and then they missed their flight. And so Christmas was just waiting for them at home when they got there like December 27th or whatever. Oh my gosh, it was a disaster. <laughs> yeah. So that's a great example of, you know, so many people in the airport were at their wits end between Absolutely. December 24th and, you know, January 3rd, because it went on for quite a while. I feel like this is really where someone's true character shows. Like, are you (laughs) able to remain, you know, kind and respectful to like airport workers when you are at your wits end? That is a skill. It's not easy. It's not easy. easy. (laughs) A lot of us get frustrated and impatient. Oh, for sure. And then let's see. Okay. And then going back to our role play here, guys. 
oh no, what did you do? Right. It sounds like you were really in dire straits is the next thing that you said, Aubrey. Uh, so mm-hmm. I'm empathizing here, right? You're sharing this awful thing that happened to you. If you tell me you were at your wits end, this applies to be like, oh no, it sounds like you were in dire straits. What happened? Right. And it's empathy, right? This is empathy. This is connection. Having something, we talk about this a lot on Allers English. When someone shares something that's serious or funny or anything, you need to be able to reflect back guys with another vocabulary word that mirrors that, that level of seriousness, right? Yes. And this is the perfect example, right? You Now that you have this vocabulary, you'll be able to do that. Someone shares this intense, frustrating experience, and you'll be able to have something to, to say, to let them know that you're feeling their pain. Yeah, that is huge. That is such a connection moment. And then the last thing, right, there were no hotels available. So I had to tough it out to and sleep at the airport. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So just making the best of a difficult situation. There are no hotels. What are you going to do? You tough it out. (laughs) You sleep on the chair. (laughs) Exactly. What should our listeners keep in mind as we finish up today? Yeah. So I love the idea of following Jonathan's example, right? He persevered in this extremely difficult situation. And the same is definitely applicable for you guys with your English, right? Mm -hmm. You're here, you're listening to an amazing podcast, learning this great vocabulary. (laughs) You're going to face challenges in your English learning journey and you can't let them hold you back. Yeah, let's tough it out. Let's tough it out with our English guys. And then that final piece that I think is so key is, like I said before, the ability to respond with an equal kind of a vocabulary word that matches, right? We well, That's what kind of human connection yes. is, is sort of matching someone. It's the mirror neurons. Absolutely. Right? It would be mm-hmm. sort of a missed connection if all you could say is like, oh, that sounds terrible. Yeah. <laughs> You're not, if you instead have this interesting vocabulary to really share, oh, it sounds like you were at your wits end. I'm sorry that happened. That's yeah. really elevating the connection. Yeah, that's going to deepen it. I love it. So good. Okay, Aubrey, this has been a really good one. Guys, hit follow on the Allers English podcast. And also, Aubrey, where else can our listeners find you? You're all over the place. (laughs) Yes, if you happen to be studying for IELTS, you definitely want to follow the IELTS Energy podcast. Jessica and I are recording over there two episodes every week with all of the strategies, vocab you need to get the score you need on the IELTS exam. Yeah, it is such a good way to prep for IELTS. You know, we don't have to be bored when we prepare for this important exam, actually, we shouldn't because we can no, get a higher score. <laughs> no, our brain we is more engaged it. if we're learning exactly. in an interesting way, for sure. We've got it over there for you guys. So go to the search bar right now, type in IELTS Energy, and you will see that show pop up. Hit follow right over there. Good stuff. All right, Aubrey, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for awesome. hanging out. See you next time. Right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to All Ears English. Would you like to know your English level? Take our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash fluency score. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, then hit subscribe now to make sure you don't miss anything. See you next time.